Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! Guess who's bat? Bat again. Batman's back. Tell a friend. Batman's back. Batman's back. Batman's back. Forever. <laughs> Silly now. I hope you'll be personally paying those copyright royalties. As if they're close enough to be flagged for a copyright. <laughs> yeah, or the notes have to be correct for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in, in the backpack, let alone the ballpark. Um, yes, hello, welcome to Spotify Film Conversation. Hooray! And it's Batman Forever Returns this week on the podcast. <laughs> um, episode 400. We've done all the films and we're circling back around <laughs> to start again <laughs> where we began with Batman Forever, which we did in episode one. And the reason I thought, oh, this would be good for like a 400th celebration anniversary episode thing is because hmm, trying to come up with a better reason than we actually had, which was wasn't sure what to do. Uh, but you know, because <laughs> the two of us weren't on it when we started, it was uh, me, Stephen Lee, and Anthony, and that was kind of the the sort of pilot one. And it, it sort of transpired that episode two, Steve w- wasn't available, and then was basically phased out in favor of <laughs> never, never join. available ever again. <laughs> Couldn't get older, I... you know. He'd buy the DVDs of stuff, lots of them, and then I don't know, bottled it. I don't know what happened really. I was going to say it was it was our um, next podcast of toys that killed him. I think. Oh, it was, it was Anthony's uh, first pick was enough <laughs> to put him off the idea of chat. To be honest, films. to be honest, that's fair. You need, yeah. need hardcore people to talk about terrible Robin Williams projects. <laughs> what were you going to say, Abby? I was going to say it's sort of been bubbling under for a little while because I kept talking about the film. And because the show had already done it, I could never put it forward, and it always irritated me slightly. So mm. I feel like I've chiselled you down over time. Yeah, just I think by going, because... I like Batman forever. Uh, I think yeah, yeah like you are, and, and and Jamie sort of a little bit. Are you Jamie, you're like a you're a Bat fan generally, but I feel like you have you you felt deprived of having you know words on the subject. Yes. Yeah, kind of. It, like it's, I think it's an interesting. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Inflection point for the Batman like movie franchise universe. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know, in essence, because you guys hadn't had your say, because it was Steve's pick at the start, and then Steve did end up doing the show. It's been the four of us, or a variation on you know us doing most of these things. We've had the odd random person joining us from time to time, but mostly us. So I felt like, oh, well, yeah, why not? Let's let's crack this nut again. Me and Anthony could basically stay quiet, which is normal for Anthony. <laughs> um, and let you guys have your say and we'll chip in. And I've, I've re-listened to the first episode, so I know what we said. Um, so I, I don't even necessarily re- need to reiterate it because it's on, you can listen to that episode. But we'll do it. We'll do it with you guys. Um and uh, see if things have changed over the what's it been? I don't know how many years it's been since we watched it that time. Oh, Twelve, thirteen years. Anyway, uh, on the pod as usual slash you know most of the time, it's me, Richard. It's also Anthony. Hello again, 
And it's instead of Steve, we got the usual two: Abigail, hello, and Jamie. Batman, eh? <laughs> and Roland Rat, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> It's the guy. It's the guy with the best line read in the movie. <laughs> oh, good then. Clear as day. I'll highlight him when we get to him. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's give the details of the film. Uh, in case you missed it the first time and you don't know what Batman is, and oh my God, there's so many, so many, so many things to catch up on if you don't know what Batman is. But Abby, <laughs> yeah, good luck enough... with this episode. Yeah. The film we're discussing is one of the many Batman. Can you give the details, please? Batman Forever is from 1995. It was directed by Joel Schumacher, produced by Tim Burton, and written by... So I forgot that writers go all the way down the list. (laughs) Where they get paid the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was written by Lee Batchelor. Jeanette Scott Bachelor, Akiva Goldsman. It starred Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell, Michael Goff, Pat Hingle, with a little hello from Drew Barrymore. And it is about the dark knight of Gotham City who confronts a dastardly duo, Two-Face and the Riddler. Formerly District Attorney Harvey Dent, Two-Face believes that Batman caused the courtroom accident which left him disfigured on one side. And Edward Nygma, a computer genius and former employee of millionaire Bruce Wayne who is out to get the philanthropist as the Riddler. Former circus acrobat Dick Grayson, his family killed by Two-Face, becomes Wayne's ward and Batman's new partner, Robin. Fuck, man. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, dude. There's so much to understand. That Um, gives you some idea of how dense this film is with shit. (laughs) Don't forget, uh, it also stars uh, René Aubergenois. Oh, yes, wearing Tim Burton's hair. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Thanks, Abby. So, you know, the first time we talked formally about this, uh, I was... We were both Anthony. We were younger men, hoping our hearts, mm. uh, skipping our step. That's gone. That skip's gone. <laughs> the hopes, at least down to an end. Oh, certainly has. Uh, younger voices as well. Um, let's be honest, comparable sound quality. <laughs> <laughs> um, in that it's terrible, <laughs> and it still is. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a, a, a lighter, happier Rich trying to. You know, make the best of it. Try to break it gently to Steve that I didn't think it was that great, but try to give it <laughs> the benefit of like, oh, you know, it's a bit fun, but mostly dealing with, oh, I'm, you know, it was, you know, wasn't. I don't know. I don't. I won't go over what we said, but I obviously will because I'm terrible at keeping my promises. But <laughs> just to set in the scene where how many years on did we say? What would it have been? Nearly over a decade. Like, yeah, he looked at 12, 13, something like that. So here we are. We're watching it again. You've seen it before at the time, Anthony. Mm-hmm. What were you expecting uh, now that we're basically in our 60s? <laughs> 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 well, I, pur- I purposely didn't listen to the podcast again because I'm like, if I do, I'm probably just going to be thinking about the things I said. I agreed with myself all the way through my life. <laughs> yeah. 
from what I do remember, I did listen to it. I did listen to it back a few years ago. From what I do remember, we were fairly lenient towards the film, and I remember yeah, right. like enjoying it in a kind of uh, like a nostalgic-y kind of way. Because I think I think this was my first Batman th- film that I saw. I think I'd seen mm. some of the cartoons, some of the animated series, but this you was definitely seen the first film that the I Tim saw. Tim Burton ones. No. This, huh. is, this was definitely the first one that I saw. Um, and I don't know, it's been like 12 years since I've watched it again. And I'm probably, probably 12 more Batmans have come out since then as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I, I was kind of weary. I was like, oh, I, I, I probably had nostalgia for it at the time, but like times have changed and we've done this for years now. And we're probably going to be a bit more critical of it. So I'm probably not going to enjoy it as much. Is where I was coming from this time. Yeah, road weary. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of bats in our lives as well. Since you know, then and now, and yeah, they definitely coloured in differently. And I think I think there was a general sense back when we did the first one of uh, at least Steve had been looking at the the franchise for the first time. So there's a kind of revisiting feel to what we were talking about and going like, oh, how is this? You know, there's a kind of uh, first, uh, second appraisal. Let's remember what this was like and find out was what, it, we, what we saw. Was it around when uh, Dark Knight Rises came out? Because that was two thousand. Mm, it would have been after. Yes, I think so. That was definitely out. Yeah, fuck me. That means we hadn't seen the third Christopher Nolan one when we. No, that it. is the third one. Oh, Rises. Yeah. Back. Good point. The shit one of the. Of you probably the... didn't. I remember doing that as like a little a little show about the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, doing the in currently in the cinema things. Yeah, mm. yeah. We didn't talk about that anyway. Yeah. So all of that shit's coming between the Batflex and the. I think there's been the cares and the etc. Th- and so forth. Yeah. Since since this film came out, I think there's been seven. I mean, is that that's not including Justice Leagues and. Um, no, I I was included in Justice League in that. What about the animated oh, actual oh. good ones? Like yeah, no, Batman I wasn't thinking. Does an adventure? <laughs> you know, Brave and the Bold was out. We mentioned that as like a good property. Mm. Anyway, this isn't a review of the old episode. This is a review of Batman Forever. Abby, you weren't on the pod, so you don't have any complicated relationship with what we were expecting, other than you came at it this time. So, what were you expecting? I could tell you what I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it to be so intensely gay. Uh, <laughs> there was yeah. a bit of a double team of gays as well. It was like Batman and his ward, and then a little bit, obviously, of uh, Two Face and Riddler. It was a bit like Bum Pals, wasn't it? And it's, I think it's just because the first time I saw it, I was too young to appreciate that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just watching. It's like, this is the gayest thing I've ever seen, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Riddler, Riddler was very RuPaul with all his fucking outfits, wasn't he? And it got more intense as it went along. So when you were right at the end, it was just like the hair, the mask with the little question mark. Oh, he wasn't even covering up the jumpsuit with a jacket anymore. He was just there. You know, uh, when after the Batman came out and uh, people asked Jim Carrey about Paul Dano's version of the Riddler, and he said that he didn't like it because he did, he didn't like the the masking tape face and the glasses and how like real world sinister he was. Mm. I think he just didn't like Paul Dano's Riddler because he wasn't fabulous enough. 
<laughs> I think I think he probably thought, oh, I brought a fucking leotard for mine. <laughs> ah. You can see my dick and balls in, in that film. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what, he didn't want it to be the same, though, does he? What would you want? Like, oh, he copied mine. That's not good, does it? <clears throat> Whatever. Jim Carrey's allowed to dislike or dislike it. You can let him do his own podcast, too. I've got this weird thing as well where when you're in the 90s, you don't appreciate the 90s for what they are. What and when, when I watched this it? back, I was just looking at like my eyes bleeding from yep. all of the 90s tropes that were going on all of the time. <laughs> just like... oh, so you sort of, uh, I love some re- stuff to say it. about that. <laughs> Do you remember the 90s vibes back at the time? I, yeah, I just, you don't, you didn't feel like they hit you all at once in the 90s. And now here it's just compressed into one hour and a half. Just all of them, <laughs> just in your eyes. <laughs> like, okay, I wasn't mm. ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good point actually. The nineties color. If you watched it, I mean, it was the nineties was a big time for Batman. Like every decade since has been, but you <laughs> yeah. know, it was, that era was like McDonald's toys and uh, you know, excitement for camp uh, action um, rather than. Uh, judgmental, I'm going to make a YouTube video about how much I hate this preemptively. You know, like, it's a different it's a different fan base that went to see the Batman movies in the 90s to the ones that have come subsequently. So it does it will colour things, I think, being the age we're from. Uh, uh, Jamie, what's your relationship to this particular Batman? Um, I, so, uh, I did see, I grew up Loving Batman. I think I've talked about this on other Batman episodes we've done, like Batman we've, Returns. We've already said this is the gay Batman, so... Yes! <laughs> you love Batman, this should be right up your wheelhouse. You I'm gay for Batman. Robin. Yeah, right um, up his wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I grew up with, like, one of the first films I ever remember watching is the, the 89 Batman on VHS um, I'd seen that. I'd seen Batman Returns both like multiple times. I'd watched. I'd been watching the animated series. I think I read some of the comics, but like, as with a lot of like comics, you can't really jump in. <laughs> so you like you read an issue and you're like, I don't know what the fuck any of this is or who any of these people are. Who's this clown th- guy? What's his problem? I think. I think <laughs> I. One of the comics I had, I think, was in the middle of that whole arc where Batman's back is broken and he's replaced by someone else who's like, I, it goes under the name Azizel, I think, and wears like a oh, really over the top 90s insane like mech Batman suit. So I was fucking, I don't know what any of this is, but it's Batman. <laughs> yay. Batman. When, <laughs> when um, um, we were playing the video games and Azizel, uh, popped up. Richard yeah. immediately described it was standing there like a herb and <laughs> absolutely carried that with me in my heart every time I see him now. He just looked um, like a burk on all the rooftops. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I so when this film was coming out, I was I was the target audience for it. I was so fucking excited for this film. Mm. Um I would uh, make a point every weekend to watch movies, games, and videos on ITV on Saturday <laughs> afternoon because yeah. I hoped they would play a trailer 
this is back before the days when you could look any trailer up on YouTube. You fucking waited for a trailer to drop and you would watch, you'd savor every second of it or watch the music video for Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2 just to see all the clips of the film uh, and hear one of U2's four good songs. Um, so, like, I was. I was fucking primed and ready and I saw it in the cinema and I uncritically loved it. I had a bunch of action figures. I had the Super Nintendo game, which I did not uncritically love. I played the first level multiple times and it was fucking dog shit. And I went back to Batman Returns on the SNES because it was much better. Um, So then Batman and Robin came out and I went to see that in the cinema with my friend Ross and we let we we walked out of the cinema, and it was one of the first times I remember having the that was shit discussion with someone. <laughs> and um, the podcast was born. <laughs> so the first the first machinations of slagging off shit. I didn't like. Um, but that was one of the first times I properly was disappointed by a film, and yeah. that it kind in the years since, I feel like Batman and Robin has had somewhat tainted my. Uh, memories of Batman Forever as well because it's you know same director same team ostensibly same kind of tone Um, there was definitely it was riding high off of the first two of this uh, series yeah and then it was like this was like eh like not as good and then Batman and Robin was obviously uh, a drop in quality for most but um I I actually did unrelated to the podcast. Um, I think it was because of the Christopher Nolan films. Um, I slept with Val Kilmer. It would course. have been about 2012-ish. Mm-hmm. I think it was after Dark Knight Rises. I went back and watched all the other ones. So the two Burton ones, this one, and Batman and Robin. Um, and I remember being a lot more annoyed at this film than I had expected. Yeah. Um, and I went into it this time being prepared to be very, very annoyed and upset. Without, without the green-tinted glasses on of uh, yeah. childhood nostalgia. I will say, I I kind of, I think, have softened on it a little bit. It was not the uh, teeth-pulling experience I was expecting. Oh, so you're you're on another up in the roller coaster. A little came down and said, "Just crank it up for another hill." I don't hate it like I thought I would. Sure, I'm lukewarm on it. But the thing I hated about it is actually not the thing I remembered hating about it the most. Mm. Okay, well, I guess hold on to that for now. The riddle there, Jamie. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> fucking Jim Carrey. I thought I was going to hate. Jim Carrey all the way through this, but it was actually Tommy Lee Jones that I hated all the way through this. Interesting. Hmm. I just wanted him to shut the fuck up for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. That, that's that's covers expectations. Yes, guys. I know that it was a bit of big, uh, big intro, but big ep four hundred. So let's tackle this bitch. Yeah. Again. Yeah. This episode is going to be four hours long. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, 400 hours, you mean? <laughs> as we go Ooh. minute by minute. <laughs> minutes. By the way, yeah, the rest of this podcast forever now is going to be us going over this film one hour per minute. For- <laughs> That's why it's forever. called Batman Forever. <laughs> uh, okay, no, we're just going to do another. Well, the, other, uh, the, the first episode, nice 45 minutes. 
very much that. That oh, stopped fuck that after shit. we couldn't shut up for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny as well. I got to the end of the episode uh, of the first half and asked Anthony and Steve, like, any other thoughts? Both, nope. <laughs> it just ended. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> oh, that was the... Um, I do want to say as well, I absolutely know what Abby's talking about with this film now being like two decades removed from it. Mm. Just an absolute pure strain fucking shot in the veins of 90s pop culture. Like the the further away you get from a decade, the more you can sort of see that decade as a whole thing. And mm. this is this film is one of those things that is like, here it is, here is the 90s. Mm. It's all neon all the time. Fucking... Neon and weird floppy CGI and <laughs> flaming lip songs. <laughs> I made a list. We'll go over it later. <laughs> There's nothing more ultra 90s than uh, Jim Carrey at his wacky uh, oh. best, you know? Don't get me wrong. He did well. also annoy me in this film, just not as much as Tommy Lee Jones. I will, I dispute the the most 90s thing about this is the Riddler having a costume generator on his PC at home <laughs> that he typed with one finger on each hand. I could be the Quizzler. Nah. That's, that was, that was, I felt physically sick. I, I remembered being in that situation so hard, just at my PC, one finger on each hand, doing some costume generator for a character I didn't even yeah. need for a story I wasn't even making. <laughs> That's the other thing I do want to say before I forget as well. Because I was like a, a kid obsessed with this film, um, and now I have kids and I know how annoying that is. So, like, I f- really, really sympathize with my my mum, who, when this film came out, was a single mother, just just trying to fucking do her best, and I had to fucking put up with me being obsessed with this shit. God knows how many <laughs> times she had to see this. Migraine-inducing, just me on fucking pop culture garbage. God almighty. <laughs> Poor woman. I said Din as well, Jim Carrey. I know. I know. All the loud noises and music. It's fucking the, I, it does not matter how many episodes of Bluey I have to watch. It will never compete with mm. her having to watch this film however many uh, times. And presumably take you to McDonald's after as well. Get a pie or something. God. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I like... Uh, it's, it's unusual because, I don't know, I've had I've had my say on this matter. It was a while ago, but I, I'm not as... Um, I'm not as desperate to say anything about it, but um, what's the what's the sort of thing with this? It's it's um, we just we did discuss whether it was standalone or not. We discussed uh, you know the the vivid flamboyant colors and stuff. Do you guys think this could work as its own movie? Uh, particularly you and and uh, Abby and Jamie. Like, do you think this works on its own, or do you have to have been through everything else to get you? Oh no, this is. I mean. <sighs> It's a weird one because, like, this is the this film is from the era before people were using the word reboot. Before um, U- universe as well, the there's no, no DC but this universe. Is a sequel. It is, yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's in this weird place where, like, it is. I think what now probably we would call a soft reboot because it does recast a lot of people and it shifts the tone quite drastically. But at the same time, it acknowledges things that happened in the previous films. 
So it's yeah. like a, it's in like a it's that weird like sequel and reboot thing that yeah now you'd say a soft reboot but back then there wasn't the language for it so it was just like no it's just a sequel they just recast everyone because who gives a shit to- yeah. uh, uh, Two Face is white now <laughs> and that was disappointing yeah oh god I know it's I know you got to do it in the Lego Movie but fuck I would have loved to have seen a proper uh, Billy Ooh. D Williams Two Face. I think you said this when we uh, later on reviewed oh, yeah. Batman Returns. Or yeah, yeah. The, um, God, yeah. It's just the especially Two Face done properly, like you know, kind of like more like the Aaron Eckhart version, like very dignified, uh, serious person who fucking breaks with reality and becomes a sinister, scary person instead of this fucking cackling idiot that Tommy Lee Jones plays. <laughs> it's a fun looking costume. No, it's not. Fun. <laughs> well, it's fun. Well, I think okay. the tailoring is beautiful. Okay, yeah. I'll get the, <laughs> the actual costume itself, yes. The makeup is awful. Um, it's silly. This fucking this th- pink with a big vein on the side of his head <laughs> and the weird here, black please. lips. What the fun fuck? Hair? Is... I mean, the hair's <laughs> fine. Something I've never understood or liked about any interpretation of Two-Face, why does he always have a perfectly clean line down the middle of his he face? Lifted up his because he held papers. a piece of paper up, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony, I could tell you, uh, your first criticism was in regard to the laziness of doing the backstory for Two-Face on the TV news or whatever. <laughs> You were like, uh... <laughs> Batman watches the clip to like remind himself of who Two Face is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that hasn't changed then. It has not. I don't think I'm. I'm terribly critical of it anymore. Maybe, but uh, yeah, it still stands. I think it's... The, the trouble uh, with this one is okay. It doesn't have the. You know, okay, we, we're not doing the origin story of Batman. It's been done, sort of. But they still go, uh, but Vulcan was going to think about it and have issues. Yeah, it's it's doing the origin story without doing it, but still, like, yeah, remember, though, this is why he's Batman. It's like, I fucking, we know. Oh, my God. No one mentioned that fucking Bruce Wayne's parents were shot in a fucking alley to me ever again. But that could just be the many, many <laughs> At least that's, you know. At least now. it fits in with the theme that they're going for, with, like, with, um... Two face, you've got like the two sides to a person yeah, kind of thing. Yes. That fits into the theme, you know what I mean? So this I'm, is Yeah. This is another thing that stuck out to me a lot this time, is all of this like nineties pop psychology. Oh. Uh, I, uh, I knew Abby would pick up on it as well. All of this, like we all wear masks. It was in the fucking masks as well. In the mask as well. This whole idea of like, oh, we all wear masks and words like uh uh, just throwing around words like psychosis and, you know, fucking... Do you, do you know what's worse? When Harvey's whispering it, and you're mm. just like, you're not even talking to a person, you're just talking to yourself. Uh-huh. Pop psychology bullshit. Uh, the thing uh, that, you know, you can like or dislike the wig wacky villains of this and the approach they take to the Batman story, but for me, the real, like, disappointing part is you've got Nicole Kidman in it which you know is disappointing in and of itself but they, they haven't given her anything she's like a dumb psycho like she's a psychologist <laughs> idiot who doesn't who's just got an obsession <laughs> with Batman like, 
Yeah, not only that, but she's really fucking weird as well. Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking they were going to invent another villain. That's, yeah, she almost has that, like, why is it this, like, Harley Quinn or something? <laughs> like, yeah, well, we, is I, there, there, one, is there one from the 90s that they don't talk about much because oh, her, like, problem, her mental problem is that she fucks people to death? Poison Ivy. Yeah, she does seem to have some sort of kink for like mentally unstable people. She literally says it. She says that all the men in my life have always, which again, very like nineties sort of post feminism pop psychology. Like, (laughs) I like bad boys, but I'm an empowered woman, so get a load of these tits. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think I can't remember if we mentioned it in the the first time, but I was thinking, yeah, this is a. Doctor Hugo Strange thing where I am obsessed with Batman, and so that would uh, be it. that actually you know, would be an interesting thing is if like they they re like they re- they reworked Hugo Strange to be a woman who's yeah. obs- like sexually fixated on Batman, and that's what makes her like a villain. That's a yeah. that's an interesting idea. Hey, you'd have to call her something other than uh, Doc- Doctor H- Hugina Strange. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's Swedish. <laughs> Her biggest, her biggest uh, thing that she does is go turn on the bat signal just to be like, hi, you're cute. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at my tits. Let's have sex. I'm going to touch yours. Your big rubber, <laughs> rubber benippled bat boobs. I, I like the idea of Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is like kind of all right with it. He basically is like, ah, cool. But I, the other Batman are like, fucking, there's no one's no, he says well, the, the bat yeah. signal is not a beeper, Doctor Meridian. I yeah, like his, uh... his. That's a flirty way to say it. Yeah. Like, can you imagine the autistic? Uh, oh my god, the Robert from... Pattinson one. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you just like poody and twatter off a roof. I can hear Christian Bell now. The bat signal is. Oh no, it's a lisp. The bat signal is not a beeper, Doctor Meridian. <laughs> His mouth hanging open because they designed the costume so he can't breathe through his fucking nose. <laughs> At least Val Kilmer could turn his head. Eh? So uh, we've 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 tackled uh, a little bit, a little bit of opinion on Two Face, a little bit on Riddler, a little bit on uh, Doctor Chase. But let's let's start with the story. Um, the opening bit is quite dopey. I mean, it's this this time around, I was like, oh my god, this is just a comedy. But in, like, yeah. I, I was like, oh yeah, Batman, it's a bit wacky, it's a bit action movie. No, no, this is a, this is just a comedy. This is a make jokes, ha ha ha, comedy. And then at some point they go, is it also about a love story? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the first kind of like line in the film is their kind of um, oh no, let me, let me give this context because like Batman Returns had a big thing where it was too dark and right. the big thing about it was like it was so dark that McDonald's were like we're not making we're not yeah. making, a, we're not making toys dark, of giant ducks and massive dark, presents. scary, horny uh, yeah, it is very horny so it's kind of funny how the first line in this film is kind of like a mission statement about where they're, where they're back on track and it's like Shall I get you some sandwiches, sir? No, I'll get drive through. I'm like, mm, okay. ha, ha, ha. I, my bat credit card, no doubt. That's, I, that's coming. I didn't mind most of the jokes in this. Mm. I, qu- I quite like the drive through joke. I quite like the chicks dig the car joke. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I was I, mean, I was ashing my cigarettes that I don't smoke very hard watching every punch play. <laughs> That's going to be. I this, mean, it's isn't not. It? I, you know, I don't like the holy rusted metal joke. Um, oh, uh, it's, we praised that. You were like, I mean, you know, it's a bit. It was much. a bit like it was a bit crowbarred. I will say, but it was very much like, oh, okay, haha. Like I, we didn't mind it the first time. This time. Yeah, I was familiar with it, but okay, yeah. Surprisingly, to me, most of the humor kind of landed. I thought it was going to be, it is, it is extremely nineties, but I thought it was going to be more egregiously nineties than it was. In I mean, terms it has of its the moments. Yeah, Certainly. and Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey again, coming back to how annoyed I was expecting to be with him. Um, there are a couple of times where he it it it, it becomes too much, and I'm like, ugh, uh, uh, I have to sit, I have to fucking lie down for a minute because this is <laughs> exhausting, and I'm just sitting here watching it. But um, like the 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 back and forth with Alfred, uh, Michael Go was always a really good like low key kind of flat funny Alfred. Yeah. Um, mm. and I always liked his relationship with the various different. Uh, man's bat <laughs> throughout the nineties. <laughs> oh, the, tru- the trouble, the trouble with Alfred as a character, and it's highlighted in this, is he's such a fucking enabler. Like, yeah, I know. Let, <laughs> if, yeah. if if I was a millionaire married to, well, you know, if I was Bruce Wayne's dad, if I was uh, Doctor Wayne, and and there was also Mrs. Wayne, and I die tragically, uh, I would like to think that my butler, who becomes the sort of guardian of my young son. Would not let him become a costume-wearing vigilante, yeah, <laughs> causing I mean, it's, chaos. It's definitely something that is addressed a little bit more in the the, the subsequent Batman films, like the Michael yeah. Caine uh, Alfred or the the uh, Andy Serkis Alfred, are a little sure. bit more like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing this." <laughs> this is a but bit this mental. one, no, no, no. This one's like, "Oh, good, another tragic orphan." Yes. Man. <laughs> You should both put on a costume and should definitely help my other fucking son run wild in the streets and hurt people. But, um, there is this kind of sense that he's kind of like secretly in charge of the whole thing in the background. Yeah, yeah real <laughs> prick. But um, no, I th- most of most of the humor in it kind of works outside of Tommy Lee Jones's performance, which well, we're about. I, don't know. I am about sort of wackadoo. And they are annoying. no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. They are, uh, and the example I was going to bring up of where too far for me with Jim Carrey is the bit where he's blowing up the Batcave and I was just like oh God, go away go away I can't handle it mm-hmm. all of the fucking bouncing around and fucking Jim Carrey and all over the place basically just <laughs> doing Ace Ventura in the Riddler costume and the costume's so tight that you can just see his cock and balls just fucking dangling around in there as he does all of this wacky shit with his weird forehead and his spiky ginger yeah. wig yeah, uh, various ginger like, wigs as well. Little, like the, some of the the little jokes. One that uh, sticks out to me, and I remember laughing at it whenever I watched this, like the last time, ten whatever years ago, and then again this time, is Bruce Wayne breaking the door down to uh, 
Dr. Meridian's oh, office. Yeah, that was a really weird one. He like puts it back up really sheepishly. Uh, yeah, but... he goes he goes into like he goes into like Michael Keaton mode for briefly. And I'm like, oh, I wish he'd been more like that throughout the film. I don't mind Val Kilmer in this. I think he's fine. Yeah. Um, well, Chase Chase is exercising or doing like Yeah, she's digging, like boxing she's in, in a punching bag. And then like he's instantly I'll come to your rescue. Batman mode, yeah. Maybe use the tech division next time, Bruce. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Get a grip. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I like that joke, but I don't know. Like I don't I don't mind it doing jokes and shit. I just this was uh, unbelievably just a comedy. I mean it is it is I think for me why they weren't so offensive was Val Kilmer's delivery. Like mm. most of them were kind of kind of just quips from Batman and he had a good delivery of I'm not I'm not going to ham this up too much. Right. I'm just going to say it and we'll go on kind of thing. Yeah. I feel yeah. Like- People shit on Val Kilmer for this film, and I don't know. I, I think he kind of does. He he does a perfectly valid version of Bruce Wayne Batman. Like there is, yeah, you know, very kind of straight, square jawed hero rather than the the nervous nerd that um, Michael Keaton was before. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, to be consistent with past me, we were more like, yeah. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> fine. Cross the it's board. Steve's been at me. It's fine. Yeah. Typical comic book kind of Batman. Um, yeah. He's also the one, like, on screen who almost sounds like uh, Kevin Conroy in his vocal mm. performance. He doesn't quite have the the booming theatrical voice that Kevin Conroy had, but, like, he's he's not doing the, the Batman voice that a lot of actors on screen do where they just kind of raspy whisper. Like, he's doing more mm. of a, I'm Batman now and I speak from my diaphragm, <laughs> as opposed to when he's Bruce Wayne and he just talks normally. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he does. That's fair enough. Ah. Uh, I'm, I'm having such a wonderful time. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm I, wonderful because it's cathartic to have bought <laughs> this film, or like, what is it, Abby? You like this? I had right? a wonderful time watching the film because it's insane. <laughs> it is, a, it is, a, it is a feast in a very strange way. It's a very sugary feast. Oh, and this, so yeah, I I came out of that delirious. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had a small little patch of time to, to have a drink and a snack. And now <laughs> I'm talking about the film and I'm finding out even more mad shit that I hadn't noticed about the film. I, I'm so happy. <laughs> Hi. Well, this, this film has a, has a weird uh, intro to Harvey Two-Face because he's, <sighs> he's, he's nicking... Um, a vault from uh, high up in a bank. The whole vault. Oh my god! Yes. Through he's he got he has a wrecking ball come at him behind him. He nearly gets clocked by his own wrecking ball <laughs> in a kind of arrogant way, way. It doesn't in any way behave like a wrecking ball. It behaves <laughs> like the rubber ball yeah. through a polystyrene <laughs> wall. Again. But his his the... clever plan his clever plan is to put a hostage in the vault and then. Get Batman um, to come, lock him in, and then he's secretly—I don't know how he's done this. He's got—I guess he's opened loads of bank accounts that have acid. 
Boiling acid. Boiling acid. Boiling acid is worse than regular acid, I think. Glasses. This fucking hearing aid. Hearing aid is funny. I do remember from the first one us having a fun time bashing this guy, the security guard. My shoes are melting. His delivery is right out of the 60s Batman. What kind of security guard is he? I don't know, but he has all of the um, urgency of the shoe from Roger Rabbit getting put into the day. It's just a pathetic little man. And he is a reprise later, doesn't he? He turns up in a crowd or something at a yeah, party. Yeah, that's what he's I was doing at the start. Yeah, oh, he's the right. guy in the crowd whenever Batman comes to the ceiling and he goes, Batman, eh. Like... <laughs> I think that was the one what? the one criticism Steve had was this guy's delivery. <laughs> he didn't like it. He, like... This guy is in Batman and Robin before that film was even made. He is doing yeah. that kind of camp performance. Um and it was this intro sequence is this was the point where I was like, oh god, am I I'm I'm going to be furious for this entire film, aren't I? Because like the intro, you know, with Tommy Lee Jones, he's flipping the coin and you only see one side of his face, and he's doing he's doing a more like typical Tommy Lee Jones delivery. Um, right. And like a reveal of the other side of his face three times. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like he's doing a he's doing a sort of uh, you know uh, not flat like a, a, like a weighty like district attorney Harvey Dent kind of delivery and like Two Face is probably my favorite Batman villain other than I guess the the Joker because like you kind of ha- it has to be the Joker because he's the he's a, he is the Batman villain but like. Of all the other ones, Two Face is my favorite. There's um, a lot and to I, sink your teeth into. Yeah, I really character. like. Yeah, I really like that he has a relationship with Bruce Wayne. Uh, I really like that it's sort of a tragic story. I love that. I I really like the like psychology of of him as a villain. Like what happens to him. Um, I love henchmen and, who have balaclavas with two uh, colors and cars uh, with flames. On. This is just fucking. <laughs> you know, you see, and the the idea of Tommy Lee Jones playing. A, like a proper version of Harvey Two Face is him, really like, no country for all men. Yes, he's like a, a proper like weighty Tommy Lee Jones performance because Tommy Lee Jones is good at doing like lunatics as well. Um, <laughs> so the idea of him doing both like serious Tommy Lee Jones and like scary Tommy Lee Jones, mm. it sounds perfect. But that's not what you get in this film. You get. Okay, can you go and watch Batman 1989? Can you just do what Jack Nicholson did, please? But also do it yeah. more, like, because you're also bouncing off Jim Carrey's and you need to be yeah. louder and 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 more than him. And it's just this fucking... Oh, it's rancid. I hate this performance. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just... I think then and now, I would say... My criticism would be uh, gimmick infringement on the Joker. Him having yeah. a big circus uh, themed, yeah. Why does like, he have terrorist yeah. attack? What? Uh, being big and loud and colourful. Very, very Jokery performance. Not quite right. Not the same character for me. And not only, not only that, but like the idea of having the Jim Carrey version of the Joker and then a Tommy Lee Jones Two-Face in the way that I was 
describing yes. it, that makes more sense because then you've got one villain who's a lot more kind of like serious and scary and kind of quiet menace, and then you've got this like cartoony lunatic, and you've yeah. got them to like bounce off each other, and you've got a tension. Um, oh. But instead, you don't have they're just the same. It's the same performance from both of them. Um, it's just that you can tell Tommy Lee Jones is like struggling to to keep up with Jim Carrey, uh, and you know apparently hated him. Um, yeah. Also, fucking shut up, Tommy. You're an actor for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, yeah, but this is it's... a man who went to the parents of uh, Andy Kaufman and pretended to be Andy at them. Which is, you know, if if he's he's that guy on set, then I can understand where Tommy Lee's coming from. Fair, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but as an actor, it's a lot to pick up what Jim Carrey is putting down for you. I mean, it's yeah. not. I don't. I I would have to assume that the performance itself isn't Tommy Lee Jones's fault. Like it, it likely was Joel Schumacher wanting that kind of performance out of him. And you know, in all fairness to Tommy Lee Jones, he does he goes for it. Like he is, yeah. he's given one hundred and ten percent. I hate it, but he's fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah, there are there are also a couple of deliveries he does where I did laugh. Like it's it isn't like completely front to back awful. Yeah, it's it's. It is. He is. He's like Tommy Lee Jones can be funny. You don't associate him with being funny, but he is. He is like Men in Black is a really good example. Fuck, that's a really good example of the kind of Two Face I wanted. If they're going to do like comedy, but still play Two Face straight, the performance in Men in Black is a perfect example. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Abby, what do you think then? Uh, is this did was was he any good as Two Face? Was Two Face any good as a character? Did it? I, we we felt at the time when we reviewed it the first time, it kind of takes a backseat to Riddler's story a lot of the time. I was kind of like ashamed mm. to waste him away in a way. What do you think, Abby? What's your take on uh, the whole thing with Two Fist? I more or less agree with Jamie, and it seems like they had enough with just one of them. They didn't really need the both of them. It could just as easily have been. The Riddler with someone else who's sort of still in league with him, but isn't one of the banner villains. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a big one like Two Face, but like that's because Two Face is entirely his own story. That's kind of what the Dark Knight does really mm. well is making it about Harvey Dent. And then, well, that's still a two for one situation. There. It is, but he's not two faced until like the last what fifteen minutes of the film. Yeah, 20 and minutes, if anything, and... they squander him as like a wacky two faced character. He's just burnt angry man. Well, that's you know. no, but I mean, I not to get into that film, but like I like how limited his time as two faces. Yeah. I also don't like the look of his uh, burnt face in that one because the exposed eyeball is just fucking stupid. It doesn't make um, any sense. That no, would fall out of his it, head. Uh, yeah. He would also have infections have all of hair. the time. Sorry, infection. <laughs> um, his face right? wouldn't work. He wouldn't be able to use his jaw. Yeah, it's another. It's too much. But like again, the 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 actual use of him in that film and the way that you know the fact that he's Harvey Dent for most of the film and then he's only Two Face a little bit at the end, but it captures the whole story of that character um, is what I like about it. And then this maybe, film is uh, maybe this the other thing, than a similar thing where maybe Riddler is the main focus and uh, Harvey Dent's a lawyer for most of the film, and then an act like Riddler's pantomime villainous causes an accident that creates Two-Face, perhaps. Sure. 
and then not have it be like a buddies, like because yeah. you know, <laughs> Carrey Happy decides... Halloween. Oh god, it was unnecessarily Halloween as well. It didn't even play into it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, Abby's the... full on doing with the laughs now. Oh dear. Anyway, like, uh, you know, Batman pops the old safe safely back, not safe vault. Um, the pops, vault pops... goes yes. exactly back into the hole, into the railings it came from. Does the bank Perfectly. want boiling acid in their <laughs> building with a hole in the wall, though? Like, at this stage, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't <laughs> be depositing my money with them anymore. Unless yeah. I had, unless I wanted them to look after my boiling acid. I'd be like, oh, well, you, that was all right. You kept that. <laughs> Pretty good. It is the it is the first bank of boiling acid of Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that gives us an idea that uh, Two Face is a wackadoo villain who's up to stuff, and uh, the movie has us introduced to Edward Nigma as a uh, inexplicably aggressive tech guy in a company. No, like he's, he's he's he is the. He's kind of the proto version of the Riddler that we get in the Batman, in that he's a loner incel nerd who thinks he's better than everyone. But like you know, a big a big rich guy comes to visit your company, and you shove your boss aside to be like, "Hello, I have a psychosis about you." And <laughs> I want to do great yeah, things. I think he's just he's an obsessive fan who's in love with Bruce yes. Wayne, and then gets rejected then and there, and he goes fucking though. mental. Well, well, I mean, no, he doesn't, but he, he does. Gets, he gets a he, after being a prick at. A rich guy and <laughs> talking a load of guff about potential TV mind wash bullshit. He gets a basic let's have a meeting, and then he's like, mm, "I'm gonna need a yes on that yeah. right now." And it's like, "Oh fuck you, buddy!" Like if that was Dragon's Den, you you fucking quids in, and <clears> you ruined it, you tanked it by fucking getting too demanding. I had no idea Ed Begley Jr. was his boss. Say it right. It's Egg Bentley. Sorry, Egg Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Egg Bentley. Yeah, really, really good as his as his shitty boss as well. I like. Um, there are so many comedians in this. That's enough, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I liked as well, they seem to have. Do they have a meeting at night in the in the business in this business or whatever. I don't know, I don't know what it is. The, the business that Bruce it's Wayne visited. It's their tech. It's Wayne Tech. Right. And then later on in the nighttime, where everyone's gone home except Egg Bedley, uh, Riddler's fiddling with all of his gadgets and, uh, you know, cranking up the research to okay. Mad Scientist. And then Egg I... Bedley's like, Oi, I haven't got my security involved. The boss is going to give you a row of the, the, um So the, the first introduction we have to. Uh, Edward, Edward Nigma, with his um, medium length, regularish ginger hair. Oh, his fucking nineties, uh, sad boy with a guitar haircut. Um, oh, that hat he wears when he's got a little fucking yes, bike yeah. to the the man, man triple H hat. The... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, uh, I, whenever he is first introduced in that scene where he meets uh, Bruce Wayne. That was the first time that I was surprised by his performance going back to it now. And I was like, oh, this is actually not, this isn't what I remembered it. Like, he's actually doing a fairly decent, like, kind of sad nerd performance. He's not immediately at 110%. Isn't he? Um, he's pretty no, much just shouting garbage. No, no, no. You're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Because he does surprisingly 
I I remembered it differently. And the way the film plays out is he gets louder and more annoying as he goes more insane from absorbing uh, people's yeah, brainwaves. Um, but uh, no, I initially am okay with his performance. And then uh, he puts the helmet on Egg, Egg Bedley Jr. Yeah. and sucks his brainwaves and starts While doing bits. And I was like, oh, fishing right. program. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, now... Okay. Can we talk about how his machine is actually an allegory for drugs? Uh, yeah. Because in the 90s, there was this huge drug culture that came up with the club scene. And this is your what... brain on ketamine. It's a fucking oh. egg. <laughs> Sorry, Abby, go on. And just the way it's like, huh. oh, does it make people feel really like lovely and chilled and relaxed? Yeah, you're right. Oh, like Molly or something. Hmm. Reach for Stop. the lasers. Somehow I had never clocked that. I I always thought it was more of a sort of just, you know, TV rots your brain kind of joke on that commentary. Well, it's, also, it's also kind of jokerish as well, this TV the brain controlling. Even the fish thing is a kind of joker gimmick. That's just Egg Bedley's watching a fishing show. And, and what's the what's the idea here? He He's invented um fucking what? He's 3D, in, he's 3D in, mind yeah. telly? He's invented can... meta, the universe. Yeah, uh, the, basically. You put on o- Oculus headset and you fucking watch <laughs> 3D TV in your, yes. in your brain. But the way his works, and I think this is accidental because he he over he overdrives it, uh, and the yeah. side effect is he is able to siphon people's brainwaves into his own, and it makes him more intelligent as a result. And then that becomes his whole thing of like sucking everyone's brainwaves into his. And then in 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 the Batman, what he's just an uh, incel. What, what's his problem? <laughs> Basically, yeah, he's an incel right. doing uh, doing terrorism. Oh, I mean, there's well, there's two roads, isn't there? This is a very different <laughs> road. Anthony, what what are you feeling about Wackadoo uh, TV mind wash plan this time around? It it did. Oh, it wasn't too bad because like. Um, you know, it's Jim Carrey, and you know it's Jim Carrey at the height of his power, and you know what you're going to get, mm. kind of thing. But there were still moments where you're like, it's like, mm, that's, a, that's 25% a bit too much Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like, it's not all the time. There's just like little moments where it's just like, oh, you're doing the funny voices. By the end of the film, the it is all the time. Again. Yeah, yeah, it is by the end. But it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of... I was expecting it, so it wasn't so terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean, mm. yeah, and and I, I kind of respect that he was the perfect person for Joel Schumacher's vision of what he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, because there's always been like all the all the rumors and talk about like the other people who are potentially up for the role. Robin Williams is probably like the biggest one that it's people the same, talk about. It's the same general riff of comedy, isn't it? It's like yeah, give me all your wacky voices and impressions, and oh, and now I'm doing a baseball guy throwing a bomb, and now I'm doing like a, a well, high pitched voice or a British accent or something. He would also have dressed exactly the same and not complained. Oh my god, imagine the fur <laughs> of Robin Williams. Yeah, I was going to say, you would have to neck. shave Robin Williams to get him in uh, the uh, leotard. Um, or I mean, you could do the ones, that one that the wrestlers wear, where it's got that extremely low cut at the front. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I actually would have liked to have seen Robin Williams as a like scary Riddler. Because he was, he's one of those actors, you know, comedy actors who was yeah. good, who's good at, who was good at doing scary. Twenty-four hour, photo, yeah, 
fucking paedophile riddler. <laughs> so, uh, sending, um, sending like arts and crafts fucking uh, riddle messages that have severed children's ears and stuff. In. Apparently, yeah, figure out where the grave of my victims are. Speaking of uh, speaking of scary riddlers, one of the one of the people, according to Wikipedia, who uh, lobbied for the role was Michael Jackson. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. do, riddler. do with that what you will. Yeah, um, it would have been an extra layer of 90s again. Oh. Someone um, who already has a fucking fun fair to torture people. <laughs> in, well. There's uh, a few interesting ones. Brad Dorif, um, mm. who also would have been or potentially would have been the Joker in the 80s and also maybe Scarecrow. Kelsey Graffler. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Phil Hartman and Steve Martin. I can see Steve Martin. Oh God! <laughs> Fucking hell! A universe of possibilities. Sure. Also, some uh, some potential casting for uh, Two Face was Al Pacino, Clint Eastwood, Martin Sheen, and Clint Robert Eastwood. De yeah, I know. I can oh, see De Niro just doing a De Niro on on Two Face. It's just on one face. I'm Harvey Two Face. <laughs> oh my god, Joe Pesci is Harvey Two Face. That's terrifying. Oh, <gasps> what about Christopher Walken as Two Face? I kept this coin up my ass for three years. <laughs> I have two faces. One face <laughs> is for the ladies, the other face <laughs> is for you, Batman. It's like the touch of God. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That's my choice. Mm. Anyway, fucking hell. Right. On point. The Riddler decides, uh, I've got magic brain goop coming in my head. Let's kick Egg Bedley out the window with I think does he throw him off with one of the headsets on as well? Like Yeah, but he realizes right at the end he goes there and it is hanging down, the strap broke and it oh, remained behind, and then he holds weird. it and he's got sort of a bit relieved. Yeah, <laughs> That was one of the moments where I was like, all right, okay. Oh my God, I've run out of imaginary cigarettes to ash Anthony already. (laughs) Big kahuna, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Riddler goes like, I know, I'll just fucking find out where Harvey Two-Face's half and half lair is with his... Uh, two bitches who one is white, one is black. They are different. Well, no, they're both white, but one well, is they wear white, and white, you know, yeah. one is Halloween goth yeah. lady, and one's like fairy on a fucking what, cake. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. Not Drew Barrymore. Um, fuck the one who plays the other one, Spice. I think Drew Barrymore is Sugar, and um, um Debbie Mazar is Spice. Yeah. Again. Not in keeping with Two Face's character <laughs> at all. Yeah, well, you know, it's I, duality. I kind of, uh, I don't uh, hate what they like. At least the, they go all in with it, and like, well, he's also he's having some complicated. He's got this silly table with two different styles, <laughs> and then they're like the the sugar and spice have prepared two different meals, and one's like a black hog roast with donkey yeah. and then one's like I don't know fucking salmon and stuff. quail and eggs like, and yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I think Riddler turns up, but it's like uh, there's a, there's a sort of suggestion that that you know, oh, like I mean, there's plenty of food for them. They could they could bring in loads of guys. He's got a fucking hog roast. He could be a bit more accommodating to Riddler. Well, I mean, Admittedly, I think it's that the, the Riddler is immediately very very annoying. Yes, 
But so he he gets a gun to his head, and Harvey Harvey uh, Dent is like, "Look, dickhead, what do you want? You better <laughs> fucking chirp up with something interesting to say." Uh, and it's a bit confusing because we got the whole one of them wants Bruce Wayne, one of them wants the Batman, but they don't know that they're the same person. But they're both like treating it like if we do this, if we team up, we could do the ultimate thing of getting the people we don't like and also I don't know make ourselves clever. Doesn't this this happens after Robin's origin story? Because that's how yeah Edward right. we, we will find I out. Guess, yeah, we'll deal with that next. Then, so what we what what should we make of Riddler's approach to convincing Two Face that we can be a couple? You know, <laughs> a throuple. Well, he gives him. We can I join you guys? It's sort of there's sort of a throuple thing going on. Is it so? Presumably. Two Face is living with and shagging both of these really hot women. Yeah, Why is well, he so like angry? A coin toss. Why is he angry? Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't he because he can't Batman. decide. No, he the keeps flipping decides. the coin and he gets, no, you're not having any. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. That's another thing that I don't like about this version of him is that whenever he flips the coin and doesn't get the answer he wants, he f- keeps flipping it. I'm like, that's not, that's well, not guess... his fucking hang up. Like, if he flips the, the thing coin, of, um... he's just going to do whatever it tells him. Yeah, but there's also a sort of unspoken rule with Two-Face where, say he's got a hostage and he's like, mm, I'll flip a coin, either I'll let you go or I'll kill you. And it's like, oh, it's come up, you know, heads, you, you get to go free, but I'm not unchaining you from the car. Goodbye, you've drowned in a car. Do you know what I mean? Like, he is kind of, I'll fuck you over. I can interpret the coin toss however I want. Like I do like that he could sometimes be good. That's a better concept. But generally, Two Face is like, yeah, the the other side of the coin isn't great either. You know, we're gonna, it's catch twenty two with a coin. I feel like, you know, I find mm. I also he often flips the coin more than once. It's kind of a dick move. The, the reality is, Harvey fucking Dent, bit of a cunt. Like he's only really <laughs> a bad. Guy. There's no excuse going, oh, but the lawyer's a bit of a puss. That nice guy side of me. He's a dickhead as well. He's a lawyer, for fuck's sake. He's not that nice. That's true. <laughs> you know? He was a um, district attorney. It's quite the difference. Yeah, even, even more corrupt <laughs> and awful. <laughs> <laughs> Spends all his time playing golf <laughs> and deciding... Well, no, he was, he was there to clean up the corruption and Batman ruined it by sticking his oar in. Not in this film, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, these dickheads team up. It don't matter that much. They're, they're a couple of camp villains up to no good with some very elaborate sets that I think I think we've touched on it a little bit the first time around, but must have a lot of people just putting up giant question marks just and painting rooms in. half and half and <laughs> designing car look, graphics and things, you know? How well, many there's people very are... high unemployment in Gotham, so there's plenty <laughs> of people willing to do work off the books, you know? How many people are building this shit for Edward Nigma later on in the film and are like, are you the Riddler? <laughs> do you, you want a question mark on a sea mine, do you? And you want it to be operated by a battleship console. That's what you want. Yeah, we'll knock that up for you, yeah. And what's the idea? You'll clue Batman into where you are by giving him a sequence of riddles, and then he'll just fly slash boat over to you. He'll definitely use the boat, will he? Because we're putting the mines in for some reason. <laughs> Fucking hell is going on with the plan, I don't know. Well, while you've mentioned it, let's talk about the riddles. Oh, yeah. Because well, the first one was very terrible. Come on, Anthony. I mean, I mean, the riddles were fine. It's like, they were just the right level of, okay, okay, I get that. Fair enough. 
and you know can be worked out yes. kind of thing. But for me, is like what they all kind of led to was like how on earth was he supposed right? So so each individual one was wasn't anything to do with with the the overall answer. It was just that they had a number in it which spelt out his name in the end, right. which was. Why? Why was he trying to tell Bruce Wayne his name? I think that's uh, a that's like a serial killer thing where mm. they kind of want to be caught, and part of it is like the game of like uh, push it, like as like the Zodiac killer kind of thing, like putting the cipher out and and being like, yeah, you know. But but like Anthony's saying, like, what was the purpose of each riddle? We don't he, like he doesn't even tell Bruce Wayne how. It's not like we know how many riddles are coming. I, you yeah. don't know if you're meant to. Like usually, it's oh fuck, I have to react to this riddle and then it's a nice idea to have you have the riddle which you which is doable but then having a second riddle within it makes sense like there's a bit that that is okay but what was the purpose of all the envelopes just just to say who he was yeah i guess unless i mean you have to remember he is in love with bruce wayne true but unless it was like a reference like the 60s batman where where the riddles were just absolutely stupid, and he would work them out in a in a ridiculous kind I of. I do. It was the same as the. It was conclusion. the same as it was the same as the quiz show three two one, where you couldn't fathom <laughs> what the fucking envelopes with clues in were, and it was just arbitrary which one you picked as a result. I do think it is. You know, the the one of the things about this film, and I think it kind of does it better than Batman and Robin, is it is leaning more to that sixties Batman tone. Yeah. Um, the problem with Batman and Robin is it leans too yeah, far and falls overboard. This is kind of like a nice mix of the two. It's like you've you've got like the Tim Burton kind of gothicy style still there, yeah. which works really well in some yeah. bits, like the stuff in Wayne Manor. It looks really good, and uh, yeah. there's like a bit at the end where they're outside the asylum gates that so looks really good. But uh, and then they have just enough camp where you're where it's not too distracting. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> it's, there it's are visually, neon, there it's, are neon points where it's yeah. like a, a bit much, when, but when like the most part. When Robin fights the Los Locos from Short Circuit Two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they kicked his ass into outer space, Bella. Uh, I don't know. Fucking. So okay, Riddler's plan is mad. So that's what we're concluding. Yeah, there. it's just um, it's it's whatever it needs to get the plot moving. Yeah, his main thing is I'm gonna suck in all the brains. I need to. For some reason, if I work with Two Face, he can get the TVs sold across Gotham. I guess he helps him get money by Robin Banks, right, uh, and we right. get we okay. This is we still haven't done the Robin origins, but we get a really weird, uh, like a montage of them, uh, Robin Banks, that is interrupted <laughs> by a scene of Robin martial artsing his laundry onto a washing line. No heavy metal music. Oh I... no no no! It's not heavy metal. It's synthesized heavy metal that sounds like it's off the like Sega Mega Drive Mortal Kombat soundtrack. <laughs> I know. It's so. It's, it's like the peak. Was the... That was the most nineties part of this film. It was. It was so. Way. It was so funny as well. How like it, like you said, Jimmy, it interrupts quite a, quite an important yeah. montage. From, what? Why Rob is a bit of a dickhead, <laughs> like showing off to Alfred doing the laundry. We already know that he knows how to do all that stuff. We've seen him do like acrobatics and stuff. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, I well... did get. I did. 
kind of get a stupid laugh out of the montage though because there were there were bits where we just cut to like Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey fighting over like the stick that they kept sticking on their heads and going you know, yeah I know <laughs> and I thought that was so ridiculous I kind of laughed <laughs> it's so goofy the punch show me how to punch a guy that bit was I was all right with that that worked. Sure. Yeah. Wait. Especially Tommy Lee Jones's line of uh, "You ball up the first, pull back, and assert yourself, and then punch the guy in the face," and the fact that they have hostages who just have to stand there willingly and be yes. punched in the face. That's yeah, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, all right then. It's time we deal with uh, Robin Origins. It basically involves uh, Batman going on a date to the circus. Cool yeah. guy. Weird. Pretty bowling next he... week, Batman. <laughs> That he had to go. He is on the board. It was a fundraiser. (laughs) The circus are in town fundraiser for the orphaned children of Gotham. What was the yeah, sure, whatever. Usual rich man philanthropy stuff. Cool. Going to the circus and talking through the flying Graysons. Not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone else clock the uh, Abby mentioned the 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 gayness of this film? There's a shot where. Uh, Batman, no Batman, Bruce Wayne kind of looks up in wonder, and then we get a shot of Chris O'Donnell twirling in the air in his tight pants, <laughs> Zar sticking out, mm. and then it looks like Bruce Wayne is like falling in love with him at that moment in the way that it's shot. <laughs> and then Nicole Kidman chirps up with, You're heterosexual, aren't you, Bruce? And he's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about them flying Graysons? Am I right? Oh, cool! They're taking the safety net away. This or especially that young one. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, like... I just, I was just gonna say that I like um, that there isn't the usual huge weird age gap between Batman and Robin in this one. Like it's more of an older brother, younger brother sort of age gap or relationship. <laughs> I prefer Batman to take a ward that makes like why is Batman adopting a man? <laughs> like, <laughs> like so what, what what transpires is Bruce Wayne is there, he's called like um Two Face turns up as a kind Two of Face turns up and does the Joker. He, yes, he, he is he does a Joker gimmick of being the the he kidnaps the guy who's uh Ringmaster. The ringmaster in not not Stone Cold Steve Austin, but <laughs> it's a guy with long hair and a, and a top hat giving the introduction to all the circus dickheads. Uh, the Graysons are doing their thing up in the rafters, and then I guess he's got a big bomb that looks like a big bomb. <laughs> yeah, and Batman's shit and can't do anything. He he comes. He does his like he calls out. Two Face calls out Batman. And then, unfortunately, due to everyone screaming and shouting, Batman standing up and going, I am Spartacus, doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no one hears him. Like, oh, shit. Like, I, also I, better, I better not try again or step out of the crowd or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he does nothing while the Graysons are like, we could stop them. They all they all die heroes except Robin. I mean, Robin's a hero as well, but his family well, all die. Actually, being... He actually saves the day. He gets yeah, the bomb yeah. of the building. Not like his shit family members dying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, hooray, good for them. They're heroes. They die heroes. Uh, Robin pops the bomb into the into the river or whatever, where it's safe to explode and not worry about it. Um, and so the Graysons have been bumped off, except Robin. Uh, how does Sorry, two- hang on. He's not Robin yet. He's just Dick. Dick. Sorry, Master Dick. That's just his... <laughs> that's just what his family call him as well. They're just being mean. His name's not even Richard. Any... What are the thoughts on uh, Chris O'Donnell in this? 
I don't like Robin in any. I no. Let me rephrase that. I don't like Dick Grayson as a character. Mm. So well, I'm kind of like biased against it. So I, just, I don't know if I can give a good answer. Aren't you not a fan um, of Ninety-five percent of the time, he's fairly neutral. And then the other 5% of the time he's saying things like, come take a ride in my love machine, baby. Uh, I can really get into this superhero gig. Yeah. It's when he talks, he's a problem. I mean, it's not, I feel like, again, he's, I think he's fine. Like, but I don't know, I don't know what else he could have done. Like, it's not. Here's um, the problems with, it's not, it's not like the guy is terrible in this anyway. It's okay. What are we talking about here? So, um, an orphaned man, teenager at best, is like. I guess what? if he's seventeen, he's technically still a minor. It is, that's that's true because it is the nineties. So you did you did frequently have twenty eight year old actors playing sixteen year old characters. But, but what transpires? How does like Two Face get stopped? His bomb just thrown away, and then I guess he gets away. Does he? I, I, I think so. Yeah, he just leaves. Just goes. Oh, I guess I'm not getting Batman out if the bomb's um, gone. I wanted to hang on. I wanted to highlight some of these amazing potential Robins here. Uh, uh, let's see: Ewan McGregor, Jude Law, Christian Bale, uh, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, and apparently Danny Dyer. Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> wow, that would have been a different one, wouldn't it? God oh, Almighty! I'm after all we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, reality? That would be <laughs> him as Robin, just coming off the fucking... All right, Bruce Mush. <laughs> Robin, or Al. Oh, Al. Fucking good service around here, ain't I? Got me mount the bike. <laughs> okay, this that's a good point. This is my problem with Robin. For some reason, I don't know, Commissioner, shit Commissioner Gordon has decided, uh, well... Hey, 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 don't you disparage... Uh, oh, fuck, I forgot his name. Pat that's Hingle. Cool. Absolutely, <laughs> it wasn't his fault. He had nothing to do. Nothing I know, no, non character. I thought the best to go. I came here in my pajamas, <laughs> oh my and God. then when something when Batman manages to show up later on, I decide to shake that man by the hand. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, girl. He's not coming. Turn it off. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. Oh, I wish it was like that more. Uh, droopy dog his, fucking his voice is I, I'm sorry for making fun of him but his voice is amazing <laughs> anyway he I guess someone decides that oh this poor guy whose family have died he might want vengeance against Two-Face or something Bruce you so. on this man <laughs> we get, get the richest guy in town to babysit him <laughs> so they drop him off and then he's like huh, I'm out of here I was only pretending oh, I'm out of here no, he wasn't Danny Dyer. Apples and pears, Rosie. Yes, I can tell those guys that I come and stay with you so I don't have to go through social services and everything. Yeah. Yes, at the age of 40. <laughs> <laughs> but then Batman's, Batman's to... canny. Bruce Wayne's canny in the Abbey. He's canny. And he has an obscene vehicle collection. Yeah. He has He's like six cars and 12 motorbikes in his garage. And a working petrol pump in his own home. Yeah. <laughs> He's a regular. Oh, what's that late night comedian who has a thousand cars and other car accidents? Jay Leno. 
He's a regular Jay Leno, isn't he? He's, or, yeah, but he's or Chris a, Evans is the other, the ginger one who keeps a lot of cars as well. You say that like it's a like it's a shocking thing, but he also has a tube that goes directly from his office all the way to his cave on the outskirts <laughs> of town. Yeah, this, this is so, a prick with also, bat-themed vehicles, guys. <laughs> also, that's activated by him saying chair, <laughs> which I feel like is a very fairly common word that I might know. be said just in passing. <laughs> I like the idea that imagine can... him in a meeting and being yeah. like, "Oh, sorry, my chair squeaks." <laughs> yeah, goodbye. <laughs> you know, anyone, can anyone say it? Like you just go, "Oh, nice chair, Bruce." Bye. <laughs> it's like his watch later on. Chase Meridian isn't amazed that he has a fully functioning video phone watch. Yeah. Well, anyway, the the pimp though. No, um... sir. The other car. Yeah. Ah, Michael Gold was great. <laughs> he, was, he was such a good Alfred. A the good other one. car. But, you know, all the other motorbikes are the thing because he's like, "Oh, nice bike you got there. Be a shame if nice I bike. showed you." <laughs> Fucking hell! I'm not going to stop. Uh, this is I'm. This is my Robin for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, and then he come. He shows Robin a shepherd's pie and a pint of Guinness, <laughs> and, he, and he comes in and goes, oh, "Well, maybe I'll stay." No, but like he, he, he literally got a grown man is like, "I got some cool bikes. Be be a shame if someone fixed them up a bit and got given one as a gift." And then Alfred's like, ooh, burger and a glass of milk. <laughs> Maybe the dogs are hungry. Perhaps the dogs are hungry. Master Dick. <laughs> oh, fuck God. them dogs. I'll have your burger and I'll have your bike. Maybe being Chug a 40-year-old martial arts. <laughs> Maybe being a 40-year-old orphan isn't so bad. Literally, I forget vengeance and the death of my family. <laughs> From then on, he's just like something sus here. He basically acrobats his way into the back cave while Alfred's like, Alfred's like, Master Dick, I'm all the way over here. <laughs> I can I can see that pin over there. Yeah, <laughs> I can. <laughs> uh, anyway, but um, oh, I he... did again another another little Alfredism that I did like. How come this is the only door that's locked? What's what's in there? Master Wayne's dead wives. <laughs> Jesus. Just <laughs> the sweaty jock straps mainly. <laughs> but this is the new door that's locked. Do you want me to unlock it? Oh. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's where we keep the servants. It's the servants' quarters. How do you think I run this gaff and a supercomputer and shit? <laughs> I need loads of people. There's never anyone polishing the cutlery. Um it's just the set of Downton Abbey all downstairs <laughs> with Danny Dyer. I'm like, oh, Abbey Jabbly, we're from Yorkshire. Oh, come in. I don't know. You're from London, ain't you, Master Dick? Oh, bloody hell. Where's my shepherd's pie? And um, where's my eel pie? I don't know what's going on anymore. Right, back to the plot of this film. Back it out. Dick Grayson is on board with Living with Batman and he discovers. Dick Grayson. Don't, but it'll take forever. <laughs> but, you know, Master Dick, he discovers, holy shit, Bruce Wayne's Batman, and now I shall also be a, an Avenger in the night. I am Batman. I am Batman, yeah. I, But I need a name. Oh. Uh, hmm. The Swallow. Oh, yeah, I need it. That's, yeah. Magpie Boy. Got a, got a Nightwing <laughs> yeah, reference in there? The Quizzler. Maybe I could be called the Quizzler. 
His what was it? His brother's reason for calling him the Robin is that oh, he swooped down and saved me like a robin. It's like oh, no, it's, no it's, one it's... associates rob- <laughs> robins with flying. Yeah, you'd no be one. like an eagle. Um, if he was po- if he was pausing on a spade in some snow, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was his, Robins yeah, do fly, Abby. In fairness, his, uh, yeah, but you don't you don't associate him with like swooping in and grabbing something. The limelight at Christmas, am I, guys? The Ganet. seagull, yeah. <laughs> the Batman and seagull. The red ringed, the red ringed booby. <laughs> Batman t- and booty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. He does the uh, eventually settles on. I, I like also Alfred's like, do you want to wear your costume your for the circus outfit. to fuck, prance yeah. around in the night? So, or whatever? how many people are at the circus who are going to go, isn't that that Dick Grayson kid who got orphaned the other night? Nice, nice dead family. Well, I don't know because brick. I can't see around his eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery. <laughs> Never forget to spray your eyes black before you pop your mask. Also, fucking Riddler with the tidiest mask in the world. His, okay, I wanted to talk about this. What is going on with the Riddler's like head and makeup? Because when he's the Riddler, he doesn't have any eyebrows, and his hair is this like Annie Lennox kind of chop job, like straight fucking sticking up orange, bright orange hair. Yeah. But then when he goes back into Edward Nigma mode, he has like a full like quaff. And eyebrows, and so like, he, has bra- he... he also has brown hair when he's pretending to be legitimate businessman Edward Nigma, right? So yeah, when he's, he's trying to be Bruce Wayne, he's mirroring Ma- Bruce Wayne. He's cosplaying as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But what's his hair color? He is ginger at the start. Yeah, what's so. happening is what I mean. What are the is he? The TV is he works both ways. He is a drag queen extraordinaire. God, you're right. He is, isn't it's he? The Ru- it's the RuPaul thing. You just have yeah. one persona with your wigs and your costume. The Rootler. <laughs> Uh, uh, I did like the uh, at the fundraiser a bit later on him uh, taking putting glasses on and taking them off when Bruce does. Yeah, that was funny. Good, good joke in the silly comedy. Oh Jesus Christ! What? The, so yeah, the gimmick is they've been sucking brainwaves in for the few people who've bought stupid looking um, juice mixers with. Green bits on that they or... put on the top of their TVs. Yeah, I love yeah. part of it is a blender. It's obviously a blender. They didn't even try. To <laughs> it. It's just a blender. Also, in the I guess it's like a big celebration promotion party or something. They have a giant fountain blender of the device for the TV, your set top box brainwave machine. <laughs> that music all of the time. What is happening with <laughs> the, the band blenders at that event? Is they the neon band? There's a band who has yeah, yeah, neon yeah. instruments. That's fun. And they're, they're like playing neon instruments, and one of them's playing a saxophone, but the music is not what they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's good. Yeah. I, I like, one of the things I like, okay, Riddler's teamed up with Two-Face. All, whenever villains in Gotham team up, it's always a bit volatile and doesn't go to plan. I like fucking, at some point, Two-Face just goes, ah, fuck this, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then bored. Riddler's like, Ixnay on the fucking being a maniac. We're supposed to be we don't want to just kill Batman. We want to do the whole elaborate thing with the brain. And come on, don't you want to be smart? And I don't know, whatever. Yeah, this is the the brain thing was already like silly, but it was like, ah, whatever. But now it's become like fully interactive holograms that also other people can see, even though they're yeah. in your own head. And also, I wouldn't be putting on public display 
No. What might be coming up in those? Absolutely not. Oh, look. We know what Elon Musk's capable of, and (laughs) they're more than stupid enough to start debuting half made junk that doesn't work. That's very true. Um, And also, if you go into that machine and it says, tell me your fantasies, tell me your darkest fears, I'm going to be fucked by a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me your darkest fears. Danny Dyer is Robin. I like also uh, Bruce Wayne is sort of chick. Does he get he gets convinced to go in the machine despite being too smart? To go no, in he it. turns it off. But oh, then, right. uh, but, he, but it goes Drew Barrymore on. has like a, another thing to plug in when he goes yeah. in there. She has ooze. Yes, it just is. a little vial of ooze. <laughs> it is the ooze from tea. For it is the, the secret of this ooze is that uh, <laughs> it can read your mind. <laughs> but another nineties like... staple. Just neon green liquid. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of uh, something that uh, happens right at the start of the film. The fucking bat, sig- the the Warner Brothers logo morphing into the bat logo because it was the nineties and everything was morphing all the time. Yeah. And Joe and uh, sorry, and Riddler got to do his laser version, adding the question mark to the bat signal. Yeah, he also fun. morphs at the end of the film whenever he gets his into brain the elephant man. <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Again. Again. Oh, just oh. fucking hell. <laughs> well, so that, you know, Two Face accidentally stops the power. So he would have had the perfect uh, yeah. mind meld. With, but he did uh, map his brain. So they were able to see yeah. he has bats on the brain. Do you think? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's about scary bats. And. Uh, that's about it, really. He's just like, oh, my parents were dead and bats. That's all I got on my... Yeah, apparently that is literally all he thinks about. It would be good if we, that one time he accidentally walked in on Alfred having a shower. <laughs> With a sex doll. Whoopsie. <laughs> just a big powdered wig on. I have a persona I want to try. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, why is his butler in charge of him anyway? Doesn't he? <laughs> like, they're in the will. Father. Yeah, but like, why? Why was the the Wayne family very small, and therefore he's? The I think only... here you're questioning the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um. Anyway, madness ensues. Uh, chaos reigns down. What happens here? Batman goes out and pops on his costume. Calls up Alfred. Emergency, yes. Alfred. So I'll have the costume that fits into the back of a car. Yeah, and then Robin also says, emergency, get me my circus clothes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, did anyone else watching it this time find the action sequences are, like, the most tedious parts of the film? Definitely. Like, every time Batman jumps through the air, there's no explanation for how he glides. He just falls, and then we cut away before he lands. It's all very... Cars uh... driving and... Yeah. I kick you, I punch you. It's just like a waste of time. I didn't Especially because it's all just the, like um... make it Dutch angles and just yeah. people getting punched. It doesn't care. No one cares about it because it's, it's a comedy. Um I didn't I don't mind the actually quite like the the new Batmobile in this. Um oh, did you with the yeah. neon rib cage design yeah. wobbly parts uh, and it, light, there was light a, up wheels with bat There was a, there was an alternate design done by HR Giga that was a lot more uh monstrous um as as you would expect. Um there, but this has been a good Batmobile. 
Yeah, the fucking cockmobile from Tim Burton's uh, <laughs> film, <laughs> and the 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 Mad Max car in the, the Batman. That might be my favourite now. I don't know, just have a fucking Cadillac or something. You can that's fit a lot of gadgets in a Cadillac. A proper that's... Cadillac, though. That's no, not ostentatious enough. You don't need to put back. His one in the, his one in the Batman, the, um, seems like it's the most, like, yeah, kind of fits of what you'd have of a lunatic vigilante with lots of money. It's just it's a, a nice car with a rocket on it. With a bat bike as well, which he plays around with Catwoman at um, the end. I never particularly liked the tank. In the Nolan films, I got uh, it, but it's eh. the serious answer it makes to. Sense. It does. Like the, uh, if you're gonna ha- ha- like the thing is, like it, oh, Batman's silly. Let's get let's yes. get beyond that. Point. But the uh, I like the animated series one as well, the big long car. But uh, this one I quite liked. It's almost it's it still has an element of HR Giga to it, but doesn't go quite in the. Uh, Mutant penis direction that most of his things do. Um, well, they blow up the they blow up this vehicle. Yeah, that's why it's uh, replaced by an a truly atrocious looking one in Batman and Robin. Well, in this it gets replaced by the Batboat and yes. the Bat plane, wing, Black Wing. Oh, right. What's that then? Is that that's a plane, right? Isn't it? it is. Yeah, it's a, it's basically a bat stealth fighter. <laughs> I like how they make a big deal of them both getting in uh, driving the boat and the. And the bat wing, and then they're in it for about thirty seconds before. Yeah, you, you've <laughs> got to, you've got to have those shots to show how like toyetic those things are, so that kids will want to buy them. Also, True. the plane's a fucking boat. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, also, we waste. We didn't have the water sequence of the actual boat. We had the water sequence of the fucking plane. Uh. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's a bit of a piss take, isn't he? Like, what's he yes. doing? Just, there must be a, a more straightforward way to do... I mean, okay, it's always easy to bring up he could do good stuff with his money, Just but... donate all of his money, yeah. Why does everything have to be bat-shaped? Is it genuinely intimidating? Because he's mental. Villains? Yeah, sure. Well, like, you know, uh, him, uh, an angry man in dark clothes coming at you, that's scary, like a fucking ninja. But, like, ooh... It's a spooky Halloween shit. Well, so I, fuck I mean, me then. <laughs> I don't want to so do too much on the Batman, but one of the things that I do like about that film is how many people look at him like, the fuck is going on with this nutcase? Fucking guy dressed yeah. as a bat, and we're all just acting like that's all right. <laughs> Am I allowed um, to wear that as a detective in the police? Yeah. Is that, that cool? Cover, cover fucking cape, please. But, um, Fuck, I don't even know where we were. Robin well, goes the, the out on a joyride, gets in a gets in a fight with some neon thugs. Fun stuff. It's all just it's all just garbage. It's just like <laughs> whatever. Just comic book horse shit. They figure out that Batman is Batman and they go to Batman's house and they destroy the cave. And Two Face shoots him in the head, but I guess sort of misses and then goes to shoot him properly in the head, and the Riddler stops him. And says, if you kill him, you won't learn nothing. <laughs> and, I, and I go, have, what? <laughs> how would you face would have won about three times in this film? I know. For the Riddler fucking showboating. Yeah, and also his his desire is to just kill Batman. He doesn't, you know, that's simple enough. He's fairly successful-ish as a criminal. And if Batman's out of the way, he's good to go. And like, you know, Riddler's plan is so mad. It's like, the, 
they haven't even discussed the repercussions. They just kind of take it for granted that absorbing everyone's brain isn't going to make you feel ill and <laughs> mental even more. Like it's not like Two Face doesn't even have an opinion on the matter. He accepts Riddler's idea because he he's a say... cackling twat in this film that yeah. has no actual like plans or intelligence <laughs> to himself at all. I guess he, at some point he said, shall I take a back seat to this adventure? And the Colin yeah. Toss came up wrong for him, so he went, hmm, fuck it then. Well. I really, I think because it's such a messy story and it's all cartoony and annoying, I did just find myself going, oh, at least it's closing in on some ending. Oh, thank God, he's in the sequin silver Riddler outfit now. Would yeah, you when they get... get a second costume, we'd love some alternate, like, uh, split. Yeah, it would have been cool to see some. Do you know what my, my favourite Harvey Dent costume design is actually from the animated series? The one where it's, like, different black and whites on different sides? I like how simple it is. Because it fucking uh, had to be, because they were animating it. They can't do fucking tiger stripes. Yeah, he fit in in a Scar concert really well, wouldn't he? Go see the specials or something. Imagine him in a a little trilby with two split colours. I bet he'd be into fucking 90s swing as well, wouldn't he? This this big fucking blender base that the Riddler is on. I mean, how can Batman not just find that anyway? (laughs) Doesn't need any stupid clues and stuff, does he? You could see it from it's, the shore. <laughs> it's Enigma Tech's HQ. They know that. They do not know that it is Riddler themed throughout inside. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Is that is HQ? This is um, what happened after Egg Begley's dead. Does he take over the company, or is that just he set up a rival? No, he leaves. Company? He leaves and sets up his own rival company to outdo Bruce Wayne. Right. As Gossip Gertie tells us. <laughs> Right, yeah. How does Chase come back into this? She's just there to sort of. She gets kidnapped, back. and like, then oh, 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 they they precede the Dark Knight, don't they? they That's what I was going to say. I was going to say this is a defining moment for the podcast because this is where uh, uh, Tom Hardy's Bane voice comes from. Well, it's not Bane voice. I wasn't going to say Dark Knight Rises. I was going to say it's the same. You could save one or the other. Joker oh no, style. no, no. I was just going to say the voice he does is is the Tom Hardy. Batman. Batman, he oh, he does. So that he preempts Dark Knight Rises, but he also pre- preempts Dark Knight by sure, having yeah. the pick what save one or the other. Kind um, of I say, I say, also, I say the Bane voice. I, Tom Hardy is the thing I like about The Dark Knight Rises. That film is shit. Shut up, shut up. He's not any good. You see your Danny Dyer casting again. We'll get a fucking Englishman to be completely (laughs) wrong in the role. No, 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 no. He has to be Latino bloke at best. No, I I know it's... Wibbly, wobbly, I'm Batman. (laughs) I know it's an insane version of Bane, but like he's the only thing in that film that's actually fun to watch. (laughs) Anyway, this film... (laughs) The fun to watch stuff is the wacky villains being defeated by Batman and Boy Wonder, who's had an upgrade from his uh, circus gear to. I guess Alfred just knitted him up a metal. Now he's in it. Now suit. he's in the rippling leather daddy outfit that Batman's in with nipples and everything. Alfred's putting nipples on those suits. <laughs> They also had gratuitous bum close up. Yes, they did. Batman. Which, weirdly enough, 
the 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 suit that Batman's in in the later part of the movie, the sonar suit, which is ugly as fuck compared to his usual one. Um, no nipples or like rippling muscles. Robin's now the one with the. Okay, should we talk about his codpiece? Because <laughs> no uh, no, unlike no, Batman's codpiece. Robbins is like oh. ban- bananaing out. <laughs> like it's. I, I think it's more because it's a different color. No, no, no. To the if rest look of it, at, it looks you, extra. If you look at like posters and stuff where he's like fully lit, it's properly like pointing out. It's maybe really, it had to be. Extra... We don't know that much about Chris O'Donnell. It's not his penis. It's just a few extra batarangs for the boy one day. They all got to be pocketed somewhere. It's so weird how prominent this codpiece is. Maybe if that's where you're looking, got your eyes in the gutter. I could not look at it. Firstly, it's bright red. Look at his cute earring and his lovely eyes. Earring. You shouldn't keep that earring on when he's Robin. You shouldn't have that earring to begin with. (laughs) Nothing against earrings, but his looks fucking terrible. The Harrison Ford. But they went for the full 90s uniform on that man. He had yeah. the earring, he had the metal t-shirt with the arms cut off, he had the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> we didn't see his feet often enough for me to know, but I knew he wore those those boots with the shoelaces not done up properly and kind mm. of dingly dangling around a bit with the tongue lolling off to one side. Yeah, so he dresses <laughs> like I do now. Um <laughs> Card and yeah, the Riddler. This is the point where the where the Riddler becomes Goza the Gozarian. Yeah, and then what? It's a couple. Even of does biff, the voice. He does a few biff. There's a few biff pow sound effects. There's a weird. And well, done right. Yeah, Two Face and Robin fight. Robin saves him instead of letting him die, and that's what gets him captured. And then there's a weird bit where like he. he he tells the Riddler a riddle that's really yeah. easy to solve. And then <laughs> he flips down his sonar eye things, which I guess help him hit the gigantic target that's above the Riddler's head. <laughs> I the... thought it was going to be night vision, that's but then I it thought. doesn't go dark. It doesn't do anything. Nothing happens. The things come down over his eyes, and I guess it's just to like, well, the action figure can do that too. And then he throws the batarang, and it blows up the thing, and the Riddler goes, oh no, how could I have ever expected that to happen? And gets his brain <laughs> overloaded, and then... Yeah, well, like, what was the Riddle that, like, obviously Riddler has to be taken down by a Riddle. That's yeah. classic. But what was but the Basically, the Riddle is, I, I, um, I can't see, but I can in the night, and I have wings. And then Riddler goes, oh, you're a bat! Oh, he goes blind as a bat, which is completely irrelevant to the situation. Not the right answer. And then (laughs) Batman goes, yeah, that's that's right. Check this out. (laughs) One of the famous riddles I've always hated, I think it's the riddle of the Sphinx or something. And it's this whole, like, oh, I have fucking uh, four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and then three in the evening. It's like, I was a baby crawling, then I was an adult, and then I was an old man with a stick. And you go... What are you fucking talking about? In a day? About? <laughs> it's all, it's all, I can't quite, I don't know if I've paraphrased it wrong, but it's definitely like a fucking stupid Sphinx riddle. That makes, they all, I always hate riddles that are unsatisfying and awkward. Like a good all riddle should be like a, yeah. <laughs> like a good, they are good riddles. Like, oh, yeah, I see. Like a pun. Oh, like this a pun is a, uh, we're not, we can't get into this because this is a fucking uh, 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 Jamie hates board games debate type of uh. thing here. 
<laughs> well, um, no, like I just think, is there ever a fucking riddle that sa- does anyone ever react positively to a riddle? No, that's why the riddler sucks. <laughs> like if anyone offers you a riddle, just instantly like no. No, you're all right. It'll- yeah, that's me when someone says, "Oh, do you want to play whatever board game?" Nope. Absolutely they're just not. they're just cryptic crosswords. It's just like, hmm, I'm this and I'm this, or it'll be a pun that like so the word has a double meaning and then it's the other thing. That's always the answer. Or they're really shit and stupid. I get that instantly dismiss anyone who's got a fucking riddle. Riddle me piss, that's what I say to <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fucking they're bonked and binked and powed and puffed. <laughs> they and, get in uh, a, they get in a vague vertical tube. That Batman escaped from earlier with his rocket boots, I guess. I know yeah. that's. I couldn't tell what was happening in a lot of these. Like I couldn't figure out the the like internal geography of this base. Like were all these like tubes that go down to the sea or something? I don't think they've thought about it enough. It does it. I don't think it... they thought about it at all. <laughs> every every fair play to this and every. Like shot in the film is some mad fucking comic book colorful shit. Yeah, like Dutch angles, wacky faces, close ups, mad costumes. It's really, really full of visuals. So I mean, if you like, like in fairness, when Steve was into it, he was like, you know, it's like a, it's just a big old funny load of old shit you don't have to think about. And the virtue kind of, of this, yeah. the virtue of this is you get a, a plate load of comic book nonsense to. Uh, wrap your eyes around, but you can't critically think about it, because it's just dopey shit that makes no sense. Not even in a, like, you know, even if you're being charitable, it's meant to be a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's like, they haven't thought of it very well. They haven't come up with, like, a funny concept. They've just gone, what's generally the right sort of shit for these sort of things, isn't it? Yeah. Lump it down in front of you. And it's still, I mean, it's still not to the insane degree that the following film would be. (laughs) No, but we, we, we have... We have the original Batman we haven't done as a pod, and we've got that one to come maybe one yeah, day. Yeah, I'm sure but... we'll... <laughs> we've done this May one twice, well. so I think we need to come to some um, conclusion. It, it wraps up, it's bollocks. He, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey has a silly face and brain damage and thinks he is the Batman because his memories are all melded into one big mess. Batman and murders Batman does a kiss, does he? Oh, yeah, Two-Face yeah. is dead, fuck him. <laughs> he murders uh, him by uh, preying on his weakness, which seems like a very non-Batman thing to do. But he, he just brought a lot of coins I'm to not, throw at him, isn't yeah. he? I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to put you in a situation where you end up dying. Anyway. With uh, yeah, he basically does what he does in uh, Batman Begins to Liam Neeson's character. I'm, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Anyway, you've the, got four seconds to escape this train. Bye. <laughs> it's also it's also the thing that Harvey Two Face has been doing, which is yeah, yeah, it's Catch Twenty Two. I'm not going to technically yeah. kill you, but I will kill you. It's that. And yeah, Jim Carrey's got a big head now, and he thinks he's Batman. Yeah, and he's flapping away, and no one else. So luckily, that there's a dead guy. The only people who knew Batman was Batman, other than uh, Dick Grayson, who's on his side. And does Chase find out? She's yeah, yeah. This, she knows. She yeah. knows because she's like she's kissed them both. I fancy Batman. No way. I fancy Bruce Wayne. No way. I fancy Batman. No way. Bruce Wayne. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. You're the same. Isn't that convenient? Also, oh, sorry, sorry, Batman. <laughs> I turned you down. I liked um, his uh, I liked his big broad smile when he turned around yeah. that scene. <laughs> it was just nice Sweet. to see Batman smiling. Aww. Back him nice. <laughs> so yeah, in my notes, first I want to mention that there was an electrical attack in 
Yes. The fights here that would later appear in the arc of video games, which I really enjoyed. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they crash a helicopter into the Statue of Liberty with Gotham written on her head, they are suggesting <laughs> that this is an allegory for New York, which is why the Riddler lived inside an attic. Yeah, he lives in like a weird slither, slither of an apartment with loads of junk before mm. he becomes uh, rich for that. For, no, not businessman or whatever, yeah. Uh, and then there's my list of 90s things. Which did my list of 90s things? What's black? What, what, hang on, before the list. Uh, things, um, unless maybe there's a 90s thing. Um, having a fortune telling vending machine thing. I think like, he's just mental. That's. <laughs> Big has one. Big's set around like a you know, a put a coin in the machine and it gives you a thing. But Riddler has a big vending machine with you know the classic Riddler costume on a mannequin looking automaton or whatever. That, it, that uh, yeah. That reminds me that uh, apparently one of the people that uh, the director was considering for Batman in this film was Tom Hanks. So yeah, he could have uh, reprised his role of being tortured by a fucking person in a box thing. But I think watching it this time, okay, Riddler gets a few inspirational things. He has like toys that look like the Riddler. And I guess he has pop vinyls that look like him already that inspire his outfits. And he doesn't quite borrow the outfit exactly from his 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 kitsch. But this this thing in the machine is like it has a bulb that says no and a bulb with a question mark on. And it just points to it's like it's not yes or no, it's yes or maybe. Let's see. <laughs> what does this thing do normally, other than laugh manically and have <laughs> like what do you, do you ask it a question like an eight ball and like it goes no question mark? I don't know what it does. It's very odd. No answers. Just no. It doesn't make sense, Rich. <laughs> Actually, looking at my list of nineties things, we've covered them all. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, anything else you notice? We skimmed over our little things that were like that was odd, wasn't it? I have a I have a nineties thing that I was going to bring up anyway. When the film ends, obviously we get uh, the U two song. Like I said before, one of four or five good songs that they ever did. Um, yeah. But but after that, we get one of my favorite songs of the nineties. One and I think one of the best ballads ever ever made. Fucking Sweet kiss from a rose. Boy, you no. ruined it. Kiss from a rose by Seal. It's one of those songs where you don't understand why you like it, oh, but I love you it. do. It's so nice. It's it so a kiss from a rose. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, should not well, be like a poison ivy thing anyway. It is weird that it's for this film. <laughs> yeah, I actually assumed it was for the next film, which is yeah, no, no, the next film has a song really in it. Let's be honest. No. It doesn't make any sense. If you actually look at the lyrics, you're like, No, I don't know what you're talking, talking about. about but, it's just um, a gay romance with Two Face and Riddler and uh, Bruce Wayne and his little ward. I do have one more thing in my notes that yeah. I noticed right in the last dying moment there. This film carries on the fine tradition of Batman having watery grapes for people. Yeah. Fall down oh, yeah. unseen into a watery grave. <laughs> Even Egg Bedley, they're like, we can't dredge the Gotham River to find yeah. his corpse. Fuck it. I really, I like how consistently you call him Egg Bedley. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christopher Eccles' kicks. I just can't, I, I can't say it right. I did, um, 
I didn't necessarily hate all of it, but I do think the score for this one is fairly obnoxious. It's very like brassy, loud. Like yeah, at every given opportunity, they're like yeah. And the the theme is odd. The new like the new Batman theme. The it doesn't really have the the drama and the flow of Danny Elfman's theme. No. But uh, any other final thoughts then? Nipples, cod pieces. Yep. How's my mole? What was that about? He's copying Bruce Wayne. He had a fake oh. mole on because uh, Val Kilmer's got a mole on his face. Oh, very good. Uh, Anthony, yourself. I mean, you know, you and you and I have already aired our grievances on the first pod, but uh, <laughs> any new revelations this time around? Well, we were all right with it. Like it, uh, this time, I was more tired. Uh, tired uh, of it. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any new rev- rev- revelations. I didn't. I, I got. I have no hate for the film. Mm. Um, I was what I was watching it, and I was I was fine with it. Like I, I'd watch for a bit, and I'd go like that was fine. And then a slower part would happen, and you'd think back over the last ten minutes, and you go like, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> Wait, why? Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I stopped myself from doing that after a while because it's just like yeah. what's the point. I feel like there's one writer amongst however many there was who wrote like the first draft. And and was and was a good first draft. It had all the things that 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 was needed for it, which which are there in little bits. Like you've got like kind of like them playing up the duality aspect mm-hmm. of of people's things, and and um um like bringing up like Bruce Wayne's tortured past uh, to like tie into that. And I, I feel like, you know, there was a solid first draft and then Joel Schumacher came along and go like, no, I don't want to make that film, sorry. <laughs> we, we, we can keep this bit, we can keep this bit, but... We also more. need gigantic muscular <laughs> statues of men. <laughs> yes. So, I, I, it's there. Like, it's... The bones are there. It's just, you know, they've been fucking... The flesh around them is just... It's it's rotten. Like, it's <laughs> long yeah. dead. Um, in in terms of like it being a Batman thing, but like like I said, I don't I I don't have any strong hateful feelings for it. Like, there are moments where I'm kind of like, eh, that yeah. doesn't work. But like that's it, that's it, that's it. It doesn't work. Not I hate this kind of thing. Yeah, but I think this this there is a bit of nostalgia to it because I used to watch this loads of times when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I was surprised again after I haven't watched it for you know ten ten years, and I'm like, oh, I remember this film completely. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of quotable lines in it. Abby, you quoted a few in this, but do do genuinely quote this film in real life sometimes? I do because it was one of the first ones. You can sometimes just... say you can sometimes say to my dad when he when we turn up at his house and and be like, "No, the other car." It's just it's one of my earliest filmic memories, mm-hmm. so it will always have a place film, in my heart. Yeah. I understand that this is like the fast food equivalent of cinema, but it's just it's for me. It's mine. This, I like you. <laughs> this is your Super Mario Brothers movie from the. Oh, it's not that bad. Don't be, don't be mean. <laughs> no, it's still a Batman movie. It does make sense as a Batman movie. It's not like Mario is like, well, fuck is it's. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I would equate it to just having to babysit a really annoying nine-year-old. <laughs> nothing wrong with them. They're all right, usually, but they're really, you don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're really, really irritating. They're prancing around, being loud and doing confusing stories you don't understand. It's just this time I'm like, I'm too old to be a babysitter now. It's fine when you're 16, but, you know, I'm too old for this, looking after little kids shit. Um, So for me, it was just like pinching the top of your nose and being like, oh, it'll be over soon. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need it again. Uh, I don't have enough nostalgia for it to be like something I can... I, 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 can, I don't mind it. I don't like, really hate it, but it's... Enough now. Enough times for me. I'm through with Batman Forever. Thank you. So You brought back the metaphor, Rich. <laughs> Until episode 800, where we revisit it again. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like revisiting Batman Forever. Forever, yeah. Uh, were you going to say anything else, Jamie? I think it's a it's it's very much a very 90s, very children's movie. Um. Also, speaking of 90s children's things, Riddler has those bat green question mark bat bomb balls, right? That he throws around uh, Bruce Wayne's hidden lair thing. The bat balls. Yeah. Why do they? But I had one of those. I had a black one of those that looked like a bat. Like it was a regular. I guess if if Batman had them, it would be his version. They're like a ball with a bat face and wings. And I don't really know what they did. They made a sound when you threw them, and they bounced around like a ball but had wings. I had one. I don't know what they had to fucking do with it. I don't know what what they were from. Even were they from Batman? What are they? Has anyone seen those bat balls before? Or was it just literally my childhood only? Anthony, you're usually the only other person who's seen the same weird shit that he has. I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, we know the things in the film. They were just yeah, the yeah, green yeah. ball thing. Jamie, you had like, all, you said you had all the action figures. You showed us some of them. Uh, yeah, I never saw those. Yeah, these weren't figures. They were just bouncy balls with bat wings. I don't know. Maybe I got it from Techniquest or somewhere. <laughs> Reference deep, deep cut for Welsh people who went on <laughs> <some> trips. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, like I don't know. It's. I think I'm. We're all kind of in line. I didn't hate it as much as I was expecting to. I'm not saying I liked it, but I got more out of it, especially now that the you know superhero films are what they are now versus then. Um, and uh, you know, Batman in particular has been taken in very different directions since. Um, your your mileage may vary on that. I like the darker, dour Batman stuff because I'm exhausting and self serious. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I do kind of have an appreciation for this as a as a sort of interesting relic of pop culture. Um, yeah. as as that without having to watch Batman and Robin. Which I think is is a significantly worse and more annoying film than this. Yeah. This is annoying and it's not great, but it's not completely terrible and irredeemable. There's stuff going on in it, whereas like Batman and Robin's like an assault. Um, yeah, uh, and I do think it's interesting in the bigger context of like superhero movies and Batman movies. Like it's it's just sort of a fascinating thing. But I don't know. I would say that because I'm a fucking weird nerd about pop culture. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, you you have to have these earlier Batman movies. 
they have to cavort about so the other Batmans can glide majestically. Uh, yes. You have to do this stuff. You have to try all the permeations and versions. I just, just I like seeing see. different takes on I've said it yeah. on other stuff. I like seeing different takes on things, and even if it doesn't work, it's still interesting to see it done in a specific way. Well, you're going to rue that because as the Warner Brothers and DC owners uh, are want to do, they it is going to be Batman Forever. They just going oh, to keep remaking them I, uh, and remaking them and giving you different versions. We've done a dark one. Let's do a shit one. We've done a shit one. Let's do a wacky one. Like, hey, all the writers one, are on strike. Let's one. let's do a fully AI generated one. <laughs> So yeah, we'll catch us again for AI generated <laughs> Batman forever. <laughs> Batman again and again and again. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, same podcast time, same podcast channel. Uh that's the end. Goodbye now. Bye bye. Batman. Eh.